Are you ready to experience something extraordinary? Cultural gems in Croatia, ancient temples in Asia, art in Italy. We'll take care of everything. Flights, accommodation, excursions, local guides and all that planning. Travel department, let's see more. Hello, I'm Connor Falkland and this is Driving Life. Welcome to episode 35, where I meet Phil Corley for a chat about his love of biking. I've known Phil for many years, since his early days on Today FM. These days, he's the new host of The Breakfast Show on Southeast Radio, and he's on Ireland's classic hits every Sunday. But he still loves his bikes. And if you've ever been tempted by thoughts of doing Route 66 on a Harley-Davidson, or just riding out in a group for a Sunday cruise, he's done it all. Before we join him, I'd like to take a moment to say a big thank you to our sponsors. And don't forget to check out earlier episodes and other chats. It's all there on seniortimes.ie or wherever you get your podcasts. So now let's go and meet Phil. Phil Cawley, lovely to see you and talk to you. How are you keeping? Very well. Thanks very much. It's always a it's always a great time for me when you see the, the winter slowly disappearing and the roads drying out a small yeah. bit. Not our first chat by a long chalk, Phil. Um, you, of course, for years were in Today FM, and uh, I know a lot of my road, Roadwatch colleagues were on air with you over the years. Yeah, do you know, I was I was thinking about that, Connor. I think you were the first, and then there was the the late Ian McKeever. Yeah, the Green Room. Lorraine Keane. Yeah, Karen Shu. Yeah, I met both of them recently, actually. Both and you know, yeah, and you know, Darren Garrahy said recently that. I, I heard her podcast and she said that my show on Today FM was the first show she did her first Roadwatch piece on, wow. which, was, which was a great claim to fame for me. You know? yeah. so, so, I mean, the amount of people that came through the AA over the years was incredible. Yeah, I'd be very proud of it. Uh, and you still find them. I mean, I, I go into news talk regularly enough these days um, and she, the building is littered with former colleagues, uh, which is great to see. And, you know, some of them have gone on to, to, to fantastic things. Um, and yourself, I mean, you packed it in with Today FM and you're down in Southeast Radio now. And I know you're doing a fair few oh. things all fair as well. I, so. I, don't, I don't think anyone in this business ever packs it in. Do you know what I mean? So I was blessed. I had a brilliant 24 years in Today FM and it afforded me. You know, that's as long as Smokey spent living next door to Aliceville. That's right. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it, it afforded because, you know, I'm a keen motorcyclist. So yeah. that job afforded me some incredible trips. Uh, four times in the United States of America. We did a t- tour of Europe twice. Now, that's outside of my own motorcycling. So um, the American ones were like, they were so good. They were fantastic. But through uh, various sponsorships and raising money uh, for the children's hospitals mm. over the years, we were involved with the Crumlin Hospital. Then we were involved right. with uh, Temple Street and then various charities throughout the years. We did lots of Ireland runs as well, but the, the Today FM profile certainly helped um, mm. gather momentum for all of those uh, charity events. Yeah. And look, I wanted to chat to you about bikes and biking, uh, Phil, um, because, you know, a lot of people have a sort of a, a love of biking that they can't do much with during working life, particularly, you know, things are busy, but then you get to a life stage where you think, you know what, I might be able to invest in a hobby here. Um, and then you, you get, and 
I've known one or two, you'll get individuals whose last experience of riding a bike was a, was a Honda 50 when they were in college. Um, and selective memory has um, allowed them to forgive themselves and to forget how bad they were but, on the bloody you know, thing. You know what's gas is an awful lot of people who are over 55, 60, who have those free licenses. Mm. And there's a tremendous amount of people I know who have motorcycle licenses who have never been on a motorcycle in their life. Yeah. And you'd love to get the statistic on that. I'm sure it's out. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But um, the, I was blessed to be able to come through safety protocols wherever yeah. I went. Uh, we had um, Inspector Golden from the traffic department in Tipperary. He was mm. great. Uh, Tony Toner back in the day. Tony, um, indeed, I mean, a lot of people me, yeah. who, when you become a road captain on these trips, it's safety first. Now these are all seasoned bikers, a lot of ex gardi a lot of people with this qualification called Rospa Gold, which is Garda recognized in safety. So yeah. to any of those people, those fair weather bikers who have, you know, the license that says A, and you can literally get on anything, do not go and see a professional yeah. instructor. Because and, the and, instructors now are, they're amazing. They are so, so qualified. It's not like, you know, you can get up on a bike and become an instructor. You, you've got to go through the tests yourself. Before so so you- let's go through, if if you want to be that responsible biker and you can see yourself in one of those organized club outings, um, you know, maybe on Route 66 eventually, but perhaps, you know, starting off pootling around Wicklow, um, but, but you know, with, with a group with you for uh, encouragement and support, the way you see people riding out on a Sunday. Yeah. So if, if you're contemplating doing that, Phil, what, what, what do you do first? Well, the I, IBT is 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 the go to place, and that we, you'll get a list of instructors. And most of the um, school of motoring places will have mm-hmm. a motorcycle section as well. But I, I would probably suggest contacting your local motorcycle club because there's probably a person in your area, no matter where you are. There's IBT instructors everywhere. Here, where I live in Wicklow, I mean, it's a very popular motorcycle area. So yeah. I always see him out and about with clients of all ages. Uh, at all ages just out there and all sorts of bikes but it's great uh, the system is a bit dodgy at the moment because if you come along with a provisional license you know the way it works you can't actually physically ride the bike until you do your your x amount of training and then you can go on as a learner and basically ride a bike for the rest of your life as a learner yeah. as long as you have the l plate on your back you just keep renewing and that's not a great system but I think no. with bikers, I, and, you know, it's 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 every bit as bad for um for for cars. But I mean, and, and I've complained about the, the the neglect around the administration, the system, and um, but all the bad things to do with cars, it's doubly neglected in the area of bikes. There's no NCT for bikes. Well, um, I believe, but Connor, I, somebody told me that that's actually coming, and that will come, and and you'll see an awful lot of bikes gone off the road. I mean, the NCT, I, I think in general, has been very good for mm. getting bangers off the road in Ireland. And hopefully the same thing is true of motorcycles because I've seen some dodgy ones in my day. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, I think the culture of those really crappy vehicles on our roads, um, I, I hope that's 30 years gone now, uh, you know, where you'd literally see the bailing twine holding the door on. Oh, yeah. Um, the, and, yeah and, I, have, you know, I have some family who are guardy and they tell you some stories about cars that they pull in with a torch instead of a headlight and so on. But anyway, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, one, of, one, one of the things about pe- people who are getting back into motorcycling is the safety aspect. Mm. And nowadays, it's 
really, really serious. I had, when I started motorcycling, I had this instructor and he was, I don't know if you ever remember him, John Wheeler. Uh, mm-hmm. He was the motorcycle guy at the Irish Times at oh, the time. It was awesome. late 90s. And what he basically, and he had this saying, and, I, and you know what, Connor, it sticks to me to this day. Mm-hmm. He said, two minutes to put your proper trousers on, two months for a skin graft. Yeah, it's scary. And, you know, I'm going to get to the actual dangers of bikes because I I, I don't want to gloss over that. Um, but we'll come to it. You know, w- one of the chats I was having um, was with uh, Kieran in Megabikes. Um, they're in Ballymount, and, well, town in Ballymount. Um, but he, uh, amongst other things, he was telling me about the quality of PPE that exists for bikers these days. And, you know, you had this old cliche of the sweaty leathers and, you know, ride out on a beautiful sunny afternoon. But, you know, oh, he, he you talk to any biker from the, the 90s, and uh, 80s and 90s, and they tell you, oh, to get the proper bike gear now, you'll have to go up to the north, up to the north. And there's a big warehouse up there. I mean, that's not the way it is now. You take somewhere like a, a, a mega store, like mega bikes, and they have like a, a, an entire floor with PPE. We've all uh, delighted with uh, the Dunn stores stretch jeans. Likewise, uh, when it comes to motorcycle PE, you can get comfortable safety motorcycle gear nowadays. Oh, it's amazing. It's always, very, it's always very difficult when you buy online because I've done it and if it arrives in the wrong size, whereas if you go to a mega store or a superstore, you can try on this. In other words, when I started motorcycling, it was very difficult to get a nice fitting, comfortable jacket and trousers unless you were, you know, a uh, 40-inch waist and you were uh, that, uh, you know, perfect Tommy Hilfiger shape. Yeah, like me. You were like us. You weren't going to happen. You know? Yeah. Uh, but you know, one of the things you can get is um, uh, you, it's a denim with a Kevlar weave in it. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah! Absolutely, you can yeah. wear what look like your denim jeans. I've got a pair of black jeans upstairs, and they look like a pair of jeans, and they're just as comfortable. And you know what? You can slide the pads in and out from your hip and your knees, and all that. And 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 just let me tell you how important safety equipment is. I have had one tumble on the bike, mm. and it was uh, in 2017. There was nobody else involved. It was wet tarmac and it was a shiny part of a tarmac coming around a corner. I was on a bike with new tires. There was no issue. I wasn't even going, I wasn't even breaking the speed limit. And that's the truth. But the bike went down and I could see the bike, you know, on its side shooting forward. And And I'm wondering what's going on. And I'm actually sliding on my buttocks. And I was sliding towards the door of the Avoca Gallery. I remember, remember the guy inside, Rod, looking outside and seeing this figure coming, sliding along the tarmac. But the only injury I have is a slight scar on my little finger. That's it. Because I was wearing much as the Kevlar jeans, right? And they saved my skin graft. And that, and that, you know, the bike didn't matter. The bike was insured. I got it fixed. Everything was fine. Yeah. Obviously, if there was a truck coming the other way, you know, that's another story. Somebody was praying for me. But as it was, uh, the, the, my the, 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 trousers saved me. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Are you interested in trying a new smartphone but still a little unsure? Do you want a phone that offers larger icons with louder sound and an interface that has technology designed for seniors? 
Well, why not choose from the Daro range by simply visiting daro.ie. Daro, make friends with innovation. Yeah, there'll never be a good way to come off a motorbike, but actually some of the technology is astonishing. There are, there are motorcycle airbags these days. That they, you know, I was only looking uh, at them the other day. Yeah, and, and it's and it's like that uh, life jacket that you can wear with a little gas bottle, a similar thing. It'll only inflate when you hit the water. So they're comfortable. And I think there was, there was a Honda Goldwing with an airbag as well. But, mm. you know, I mean, the thing about motorcycling is you have to kind of, you make an adult decision to motorcycle. Yeah. And then people think that all motorcycling is based on the TT races. <laughs> it's not. I mean, there's so many different types of motorcycling. Uh, my favorite is the adventure touring. Uh, yeah. The stuff that we've done throughout America. I mean, that was a, a life-changing opportunity. The stuff we've done through Europe. And, and then, you know, I'd go away on my own. And when I was a rock star... <laughs> I could take I could take long holidays, right? Um, so I would literally just have credit card, will travel and get on oh, the ferry, fantastic. either go to England, go down through England and tunnel it into France, drive down into Spain, or I'd take the ferry from Ross Lair. You know what, Jeez, Connor? It was the most amazing way of just relaxing and just yes. switching off. It was so mindful. And I remember just stopping you know, at a petrol station in the middle of nowhere. It was near the Brenner Pass. <laughs> and just stopping and lying down and having a snooze. <laughs> that's how that's how mad your life. And I had a snooze and it was, and I still talk about it. It was the greatest snooze of my life. And then little things like coming out of the Mont Blanc tunnel and you're looking left, you're looking right. I said, you know, this is amazing. So for me, if I was to be a biker at all, Phil, and, you know, I'm probably just a bit too nervous or that, but if I was at all, the place to do it safely, I could see myself riding out in one of those um, a kind of, you know, like-minded groups on, on a, 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 it feels to me like a larger bike is a safer bike, paradoxically. Is that, a, am I right about that? Do you think? Yeah, um, it won't blow over if, if an articulated lorry comes by you. Um, I started on a 250. Yeah. And I was told by a couple of friends of mine who were in the traffic in the guards, they said, look, if you're starting on, start on a 250, don't start on a 125. Um, and you're absolutely right, Connor. It's 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 a weight distribution thing and you're, you're safer on the road. It, and a heavier bike doesn't necessarily mean a faster bike. You know, I mean, that's just ridiculous. There's lots of different ways. I mean, first of all, a nervous biker, I think, is a good biker because you've got to be defensive. You can't be complacent. You can't daydream. Yeah. You know, uh, you have to ride defensively. You have that, to. That's a phrase in road safety, Phil, defensive driving. And, uh, you know, it, it it means being safe and prudent and anticipating events. Um, do you know, I could put on my road safety nerd hat and I, I you know, I've looked at I've never been a biker, but I've looked academically at the three main reasons why bikers die and they're absolutely terrifying and um, one is overtaking which you kind of get intuitively and um, the other one is where urban uh, fatalities happen and that's where a vehicle is turning left across the front of the innocent biker um, and that's a terrifying one but the one that scared me most was how bikers get killed in rural accidents and it's mostly to do with left-hand bends and what happens is that the, the biker comes into a bend just too fast for the bend. Um, and the laws of physics 
mean that the bike is going to move out to the right. You know, you know the, 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 the elephant in the room, Connor, is speed. Yeah. The three examples you've given me would have been reduced severely by a lesser speed. Yeah. And that, that that's the elephant in the room. And, I, and you know, I have a lot of friends who are, who are bikers and, and, and they probably won't like me saying this, but I mean, one of the reasons we love motorcycling is the speed elements. And, and yes, mm. I have uh, fractured a few laws in my day and I'll tell you where I've done it and how I've done it. Mm. When you get a five kilometer straight on a motorway in France, okay, I've opened up my bike and I have felt that thrill. But that's or Germany, something. where it's actually legal. Well, I've done I've done part of the autobahn too, and that scared me because that's on a motorcycle. I'm not at that level. Let them carry on, right? <laughs> but I'm, what I'm saying to you is, I have had some friends, well, one or two, uh, die as a result of a motorcycle accident, yeah. and 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 people, um, you know, I mean, I don't want to talk about the individual case because that would be unfair, but. In my personal opinion, where I've seen tragedy, the majority of which could have been avoided with a lesser speed. And, yeah. you know, I probably yeah. won't be the most popular guy in the world for saying that. Well, but that's I, 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 I'm the same, Phil. I mean, I, there's somebody I know who's a, a brother of a good friend of mine, and I, I knew him too. And, you know, he died in a, a, a motorcycle crash. And there's no doubt it was speed. I mean, he was a wreck. Yeah. But I mean, the other thing too, Connor, is motorcycles not all about speeding. I mean, there are so yeah. many different types. I've got a friend of mine up the road here now. He's got a dirt bike, and he go and he goes across the hills. There's a farmer down the road, and he's built a track for his kids on their little bikes, scramblers. Yeah. They never see the road. And then there's the um, uh, Triumph Bonneville Club. They love their British bikes. They love the heritage uh, of even, you know, the ones that are made in India. What are they? I can't remember. Norton's. Norton's. Oh, the another Norton's. One. Yeah, yeah. They, those uh, fabulous, uh, fabulous machines. And, you know, you get a group of people, young and old, by the way, and they'll stop and they'll examine each bike and they'll say, oh, you've got a, you've got these tires on that one. And, and the community of a Sunday morning around Wicklow here in the mountains is brilliant. Yeah. Then, you know, you've got that type of club. Then you've got the Harley Davidsons. I mean, I have to be honest. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, Harley Davidson people won't like me for this, but I've never understood They're the noisy. Bloody, They're Harley thing. Too noisy for me. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And this, you know, it's, it's, t- look at, I've been privileged to take Harley Davidsons across America on a number of occasions. I get them. Well, that's I, the place. I get the whole Harley Davidson thing. Big, long sweeping roads. No two bikes exactly the same. You're announcing you're coming two miles back the road because they can hear you. <laughs> I, I get the fashion. I get the brotherhood, but it's it's not me. Mm. The other one is Indian. Uh, Indian have come along now and, and then people say, oh, Indian, they're everything a Harley Davidson should be reliable. I don't know if that's true or not, but we have an Indian supplier now in um, in Ireland. Yeah. And they're lovely. They're gorgeous bikes. But then you go into the other thing of fashion bikes. Mm. I mean, Moto Guzzi uh, are bringing out some fabulous looking bikes where you can see you know, millennials in their designer motorcycle gear and their white helmet matching their white bike. And there's all that uh, level. Um, and then and then you go on to the TTs, you know, the guys who want to go racing. 
and it's a no, very very scary. serious sport now i've watched some of the races in northern ireland and we have some legendary um moto gp people here and, and kieran from megabikes big supporter big sponsor of moto gp he yeah. again would hate me for saying this i wouldn't go if you dragged me kicking and screaming it's not my thing and some of the motorbike races are off this year in northern ireland because they just can't get um, public liability insurance well, I mean, you know, have you looked at YouTube recently and seen some of the accidents that have taken place? I mean, they're madness. madness. And, and then there is some camera footage of the Northern Ireland races or the TT races in the Isle of Man. And, you know, is that speeded up? It's not. Yeah. And it's then, you know, the Dunlop family as well. I mean, they're legendary in, in, in racing, but I mean, they've lost a few members of their family. And I'm thinking, you know. Okay, if and that's, be worth that. you know, that's what, what, what you want, that's fine. But that, that racing is not for me. Then, and and then, it colours maybe people's view of biking because you, 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 you have, now the statistics include all power two-wheelers. So, you know, that, that includes, increasingly includes e-bikes and all sorts of things. Um, but in the general category of motorbikes and scooters and Vespas, um, they're, what, 1.5% of the vehicle population and anywhere around to 14, 15% of deaths. So yeah. that is scary. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's not, the danger isn't really when you're in a well-organized group riding out on, you know, strong bikes with good safety gear, having done your yeah, training. And a well-organized group will always have a pilot and the pilot will always say to you guys, we ride staggered, you know, so you never ride directly behind a motorcyclist in case he breaks. You always ride staggered, you know, so you'd have one here, one here, one here, one here, yeah. you know, and little things like that. And also, understand um, your road placing and where. Yeah, and they're very strict over that. And like a, a road, if you arrive out and you want to ride as a group, the road pilot will have a quick look around at all your tires. And there'll be not there's there's always a, a a guy or a girl who'll turn up on baldies, you know. Yeah. yeah. So the safety culture. Uh, there is, I honestly, and it's great to see it now because there's no excuse because. PPE equipment is not out of anybody's budget. You know, mm. I mean, you take, uh, we were we were talking earlier on about, you know, traveling abroad and whatever. I can carry all of my rubberized rain gear in a, in a pouch this big, and I'm a big guy. Um, uh, it's just, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Yeah. There's PPE I, I, gear out there. Yeah, and, and you know that there are people who make big investments in their hobby. I mean, you, you could you could spend seventy grand on um, on a Harley Davidson or something of that. Well, sort. I've seen I've seen some of the choppers that are out there. You know, not for me, not for me. But <laughs> you know, and these ones that are created, uh, Orange County choppers. There's people in Ireland that do them. I mean, they're pieces of art. Yeah, I had a friend, John Gallagher, who bought one of these bikes, and I think it was forty grand he paid. And it had a peanut tank, which basically means we had to stop every 50 kilometers and fill it up again. And it had a saddle like a bicycle. And he decided to bring it down to the Harley Fest in Killarney. Yeah. And he said it was the most excruciatingly painful experience. I can serve him right. Several, I, hope, I, hope it, I hope it shook the feelings out of his teeth. <laughs> but, but then see, the, the, other, the other side of the, 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 for me, the enjoyable part is like, I was telling you uh, in our conversation earlier about this company, Overlanders, yeah. in Corey in Wexford. Yeah. And for people like me now who can no longer take Rockstar holidays and I'm restricted to five or six days, 
These guys oh, we're, 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 we're going to need to fetch the violins for that, Phil. Life, life is life is tough. World, look, you see that? That's the world's smallest violin playing for me right now. Um, so he has live, this, live from your home have, studio. <laughs> they have depots all over Europe, Norway, um, and Norway, Germany, Spain, France, everywhere. And I've availed of it on a couple of occasions. And basically, what they do is. You book in your bike and you drive your bike to their uh, depot in Gori and you drive onto these metal frames that mm. are specific to your bike. Your bike is clipped in. Then a forklift comes along, lifts the metal frame and slots it into this 40-foot lorry. They can take between 20 and 30 bikes per run. And then the logistic guys down there say, okay, well, you can pick your bike up in Malaga or you can pick your bike up in Leon or vice versa. Here are the dates that right. you know we'll be collecting. And if you know, if you're early, you can leave it in such and such a place. It's a terrific service. That's Clever. a great uh, concept, isn't Clever. it? Clever game changer. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's a, a kind of a mature and developed uh, biker culture now. I mean, your biker, the romantic image of the easy rider in the 60s. I mean, there's still the, the romance of the open road, but it, it, they're organized and they're safe. And if, and if you are to be a born again biker, come the life stage, um, it's the way to do it, isn't it? Well, I think with all people, I mean, you're a car guy. So yeah. I'm sure if somebody said to you, uh, Connor, your dream garage, right? There will be three cars in there. Mm. What would they be? And you'd be salivating thinking, well, I'd have one for doing this, one for yeah. that. Biker's the same. You know, if you had your car or your biker garage what would you have you'd have the fast one the, the adventure to, the classic yeah. one you know that yeah. sort of way so yeah i i i mean i was said we was asked about the euro millions garage for cars i said i you know i'd have something classic and um, some something topless something discreet yeah 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 yes yeah. very 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 similar very yeah. similar um, but, you know, I mean, it's how long is a piece of string? At the end of the day, you have to drive it. And, you know, there are people that, you know, would say maybe buy bikes and buy cars. and They don't drive them. And this mm. is one thing, if, if you've watched Jay Leno, um, and yeah, he would be very much of the opinion, if you have it, you have to drive it. And I think, was, was it Chris Evans who had like that GT Ferrari that's one of the dearest yeah. Ferraris ever? And I remember watching that episode of Top Gear, and he was talking to James May, and he said, yeah, you have to drive it. Yeah. No, no point of sitting there. I mean, you okay, it's five or six million quid. You'll drive it as careful as you can, but you have to drive it. I mean, that's you what it's all about. Yeah. I couldn't have something sitting there and polishing it and not hearing that engine. And right, you know, well, let's you, let's you, let's you and I promise each other right now, Phil, that we will never ever let six million quid's worth of car and bike sit idle. That's in fair enough. I, I think that's, that's enough. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I hold you to that. Yeah, very good. Um, well, Phil, it's a fascinating um, kind of area. I, I say I kind of love the culture and I know people who are involved. Um, uh, so it, for somebody thinking of picking up uh, the biking, would you say uh, go for it and look up a club in the area? Uh, absolutely. Uh, because uh, motorcycle clubs, are they're a great bunch of people. And the great thing about when you're on a motorcycle, everybody's equal. It doesn't matter whether you're the local refuse guy or a high court judge. When you're on the road, you are equal. And, and what I've learned from the motorcycle fraternity is that nobody cares what you do for a living. Nobody. Yeah. When you're on the road, it's about the bike. It's about enjoying the sport, enjoying the hobby. And uh, that's it. We're all equal. So for anyone thinking about either picking it up again, if you've been... <laughs> 
I know an awful lot of uh, people who have got married and the bike has disappeared within a year of being married. Uh, Before I I got married, I said to my wife, Connor, I said, darling, you know, you know, I love you, uh, but the bike's not going. And she said, "Okay, but don't ever ask me to get up on it. And that's it. We made we made an agreement. So it's still there. It's still out in the shed. Very good. Um, well, listen, many years to continue to enjoy it. Uh, that and the rest of the rock star lifestyle. Uh, Phil Coley, <laughs> Phil Coley, thanks very much. Uh, Connor, great to talk to you and good luck with the podcast. Uh, I'll be listening. Fantastic, Phil. Thank you. So that's Phil Coley. I hope you enjoyed the chat and you can hear Phil these days as the new host of The Breakfast Show on Southeast Radio and on Ireland's classic hits every Sunday. Let me know if you have any thoughts on the podcasts. Get in touch on connorfalkman at gmail.com. Do remember that you can access the full Driving Life archive of previous episodes at seniortimes.ie. Thanks again to Dora Mobile Phones and to Expressway Buses. And we're done. Drive safely, live happily, and come back and see us again. On will phone poke a newowet, on will canapi no foom nis orjoet, nis eskalehusaj, faker na phone intakata gwin, on show, egg daro, on von klishte is dani, gidi gohan la hai glina, agus taskina, tarod egen gogachtina, tanismo olis egg daro.com.